0: Hello and welcome to Maine Education Matters with Matt and Matt. My Hello, name is Matt. And welcome to Maine Education. Hey, Ma- Matt. hey, hey, Matt, Matt, how you doing, pal? I'm good. I've got what? What were we doing? You moved back to Maine. I, I, uh, I am zooming into Maine currently. Oh, oh we're so, still doing this remote thing. Yeah, I think that's going to be the that's, way it is from now that's, on. Is That still happening? Yeah. <laughs> I thought we had moved on that. I, I thought, you know, like masks were no longer a thing. And, you know, we were over it. It got warmer out. So didn't everything just disappear? Well, my thinking was the new school year started. So everything is back to normal. Back to normal. Yeah, just like that. Right. And speaking of back to normal, this is a very normal occurrence. I'm so glad we could do a, a podcast together again. Me too. Me too. Uh, so we're going to cover a couple of things today and full disclosure one matt has been paying attention and following along another matt hasn't so it's your job fellow faithful 17 listener to figure out which one that might be hint it might be both of us (laughs) as we found out in in last pod that uh one of us was doing all the work in this uh those roles those roles might have switched no yeah, that would be assuming that you did any work for any of them, including this no. one. <laughs> no. So no, see, my amount my, of my, my, my work is called showing up and adding color commentary. I'm the John Madden. Nice. You're the Pat Summerall. I'm Pat Summerall. Okay, that uh, is probably, cor- it's, it's probably correct on many, many levels. <laughs> 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 All right, so we're going to talk about two things today. The first thing we're going to talk about is an executive order issued by Governor Mills on August 26th, 2020, an order regarding pre-K-12 education. The reason why we're talking about this is because either most schools in the state are going back to some kind of in-person hybrid or remote learning this week, which is uh, the week pre-Labor Day, or next week, which is post-Labor Day. There are some schools who are actually going to start the 14th too. And that's actually a more a building thing that's happening, but um, schools are starting. And with this whole remote thing that's going on, a lot of people wonder, how do you do attendance? That's a good question. How do you take attendance? I'm still, you- I'm still just amazed at your uh, grasp of holidays. Pre-Labor Day and post-Labor Day. How, how how'd you figure out that math that quick? Uh, see, this is why you go to college. Ah, this is yes. why you, this is, this is, this is what we do in school. We just, we drill and skill and drill and drill until you can remember what happens before and after Labor Day. You know, although I will say this, I will wear white pants and you can't stop me. <laughs> well, uh, I won't be flying back to Maine anytime soon to stop you. So I'm just going to let it happen. Yeah, that's, that's good. And, and if you see me out in the wild wearing white pants after Labor Day, I beg of you, don't pants me. <laughs> that's a, a good rule to follow at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, there might be a time and a situation where it could be either funny or appropriate. I don't know what those would be, and I'm not going to go into what the hypotheticals are here. Yeah, that's a different pod. That is a different podcast. So, so I'm, I'm looking at this I'm this. looking at this order, yeah. So I'm looking at the order. I read it today. Uh yep. So does that count as like prep work for the pod? It does it, uh, for right. us, absolutely. Well, I counted the eight whereas's, although I was reading it on my phone, so it was kind of small print, so I couldn't really get past the bold part. But I liked that she also has a now therefore. Now therefore. Yeah. I don't remember that's, seeing those that's nice- before. No, that's a nice touch. I also <laughs> yeah. like the whereas with the sub bullets. I did, I did like that. Too. I like that one too. Yeah. Like, because, like, this is not just a whereas. Is, these are whereases within a whereas. <laughs> We're going like inception whereas here. I like that. I like that. Good for governmentals. So, so, basically, what this order is number one orders in person, remote, and hybrid instruction. And it talks about attendance. And it talks about things like state subsidy and publicly funded tuition, blah, 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 blah. But here's the part that I think is the most important that i like to have to talk with you about. Because for some reason or other, I actually value your opinion on these matters. Yeah, uh, that's mistake qu- uh, number one. It is, I know. Uh, from the executive order, quote, for purposes of this order and the framework, attendance for in-person learning shall mean physical presence in the school, and attendance for partially or wholly remote attendance shall mean regular contact and engagement between teachers and students each school day. Mm-hmm. That's the statement. That is attendance right there. They will do document in-person attendance by traditional measures, remote attendance by use of reasonably reliable measures, and questions of truancy shall be addressed by the use of such documentation. So how might we take attendance? So I was thinking of this as I read some of the California ones because there's are also uh, all going like strictly remote where I am down here. Um, sure. And so they're trying to figure out attendance also. And it's worded much differently. This, one's, this one is much, much better than the California versions. Well, because Maine is much better than the California in general, except for one tiny thing especially where you are and that's weather i was gonna say the nine month winters yeah well that was that's the one thing just the one thing yeah it's minor it's minor it's not the reason food I care push. at all. <laughs> oh. food <laughs> it's a push sports teams it's a push fair so let's talk about attendance then so i'm thinking we'll Get the sports in a minute that's, that's that's number two hang on oh okay so I'm thinking with attendance on this one, regular contact and engagement between teachers and students each school day. Does that mean uh, an email? Yes. Does that mean uh, attending a zoom session? Yes. Does that mean a phone call? Yes. What else could that mean? Um, Well, let's think it could mean things like if, you're in a Google Classroom and you're doing something in a Google Doc, for example, and it's a shared document and you can see the student responding. If you can, if a student replies on a question to a Flipgrid, for example, and you reply back, there you go. You've now engaged, you've had a contact. It could be asynchronous in that way. If you are um, using, let's say, a Pear Deck student paste uh, deck program thing you, uh, you can see the students progress you can measure it that way and you can respond to that so I see this as a really cr- crucial line a really crucial important line that regular contact and engagement between teachers and students each school day doesn't mean butts in seats yep doesn't mean here synchronously at eight fifteen in the morning it doesn't mean that right and I actually really appreciate the fact that um, folks from Maine DOE did a conference call with a bunch of educators from across the state and listened to what we had to say on this issue and then they've put this into the executive order of give us the flexibility to figure out how to do this so here's my question for you as an, sure as an outsider now um, how are schools taking- interloper uh, I am. I am definitely interloping. Right now, how are schools taking this? A lot. A lot of. There's still a lot of questions about how to do it. Um, what are some are, of the questions that uh, that you're hearing about? Well, the questions are: What does this really mean? And how are we going to make sure that they're actually doing the work? How are we going to make sure that they're connecting and engaging? What does engagement actually mean? What does engagement look like? Is there a definition for that? And I got to be honest, that stuff drives me crazy. Yeah. I was just thinking like, really? Those are real questions. Those are real questions. It makes me nuts. Like just stop folks. Just go with it. What's going to happen? What is really going to happen? Nothing. You know, I mean, it's, there are questions about if we need to have attendance, we need to have them coming in, and if our teachers can't connect with them in class or in that particular synchronous time, is it an overburden to ask them to do that and go beyond, to, add, to contact mm-hmm. in different ways later to call later in the day or to do different Zoom sessions with those students who can't, especially if you're in a hybrid situation, Mm -hmm. you're trying to have your kids remote in while you also have in-person kids. And I think that's a legitimate question to ask. Yep, that's a real question. But I also think the answer is pretty easy. The answer is yes. Yes. And the answer is, it doesn't have to be more time. You just have to rethink your structures and your systems in order to use the technology, to use the systems that we have to leverage those abilities. We have so many things at our disposal that we can do, that we can use to make this happen. It just requires a little bit of, well, it takes some creative thinking and some problem solving. And it can be done, but we have to do it. And that's just the best thing for the kids. I guess one of my questions again is the people who are asking this about how much time it's going to take uh, and whether it's a burden, as you said, I've, I've heard that before. And again, li- legit question, but what did we do? Those before? are my words, not anyone else's words. Yep, yeah, totally. I've seen those are around that, that uh, that's a fair question. You don't, you don't, especially the, like the work from home environment that I do now, it kind of all blends together. So where does right. work end and home start? And that's very fair. Uh, Very fair. But if we're trying to connect with those kids that maybe don't show up to our in-person Zoom sessions or whatever it might be, uh, what did we do before when kids were, like, sick and out of school? Did we just wait for them to come back? That's exactly my question. Did we just wait and say, oh, well, Matt's been out for two weeks. I wonder where he is, but hopefully he's okay. We'll see when he shows up. It's like, no, we checked on those kids, right? Well, ideally... Oh, but well, I think there are situations. That's the, that's the point right there. I, I would, would it surprise you if there were situations where, let's say, a student were to call in sick or a parent were to call the student in sick that day and the teacher might not connect with that student on that particular day because, oh, they're sick. I don't have to worry about the kid. They'll catch up tomorrow. Yep. That's legitimate. Yep. That's happened for decades. I remember going to school when I was a kid and I'd be sick. I don't remember my teachers ever calling to see, here, are you doing okay? Here's what you need to be getting done. Right. No, so you go back in the next day, you find out what it was, and then you have to play catch up. One of the things that I think is beneficial more now that we're learning is that, does that have to be the way? Right. Because if our students can have immediate access to what is it that we need, that we're doing and need, does the time really matter? Does the, is the time really that important? And and, and I'm sorry for, for repeating myself, but I b- do believe that this moment is going to test our resolve on what we truly believe. Uh, is it the learning? If the, is a the learning constant and the time is variable, if we truly believe that, then we have to create ways of making that happen. And that's a, that's a hard line that you don't cross. Mm-hmm. And you now- figure out the ways to get there. So... Easy to say. It is easy, easy for me to sit say. here and say, it is very easy for me to say that, and I can get, I can see people going, yeah, it's a lot harder to do when you're in the throes of it. Absolutely. Yep. But it is something we need to figure out, I think, because even if you, you said that in Maine, a lot of them are going hybrid type situations right now, giving kids yes. options, and I think that's that's pretty much the norm for the state. Uh, so what is going to happen and it's i think it's a when not an if when more outbreaks happen and we you have to go to remote learning period you go you've got a plan for that right now because it's going to happen it's absolutely i i i firmly believe that as well yeah i i would be shocked if uh if nothing happens that schools don't close their physical buildings uh for at least a week at some point in the next couple months so, yeah, I mean, the universities are doing well. Yeah, oh, bastions of higher learning right there. Yeah, let's, uh, let's bring kids from all over this country, put them together where they don't really have any control. Oh, I liked the uh, one of the schools. I think it was one of the, one of the Southern universities that uh, they banned all parties in colleges. Yep, so good. Uh, the kids, they're just gonna stay in their room. It's gonna be all fine. It's not gonna be an issue. Uh, and kids will be like, okay. Yeah, I'm coming to school. I'm not going to have any parties. This is gonna be good. I'm just gonna stay in my rooms and do my homework Uh, oh by the way, it's all online because all the classes are canceled because we don't want to bring them together But we're gonna have that active social life of me sitting in a room Um, I don't think right. like they're working very well I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I think that it's actually failing pretty epically so we talked a lot in the spring about uh, when, when we went out of school, uh, when we went out of physical school, about preparations for the fall. And I'm seeing in this order that there, there are some things that, that we can do differently, but school people um, of all, uh, admins and teachers and parents and kids, all have to think about the way, the way they're doing school a little bit differently now. Right. And that's one of the things I really appreciate about this order in particular is that it gives us in the schools, as we're going through this, it's like I said, a lot of this stuff is easy to say and harder to do. In order to do it, you need resources and flexibility. Yep. And with the CRF funds, with the CARES Act funds, with a lot of things, we're being provided with a lot more resources than we have been in years at, at, at once we'll try something in my district and you'll try something in your district and you'll try something in your district and then we'll come together and see what worked. What worked really well based on your population, based on your um, demographics. And now we can replicate. And I like this much better than just them saying, nope, gotta get a physical presence every single day. And I know that there are some schools that are trying it. I also believe that there are some states that are actually kind of mandating similar things to that, which I find a mistake. Yeah, so some kudos the, to this. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the ones here in Southern California are doing just what you said, requiring kids to attend those uh, synchronous sessions with their teachers. And if they don't show up, they are marked absent. And all the truancy kicks in eventually. And it's just like a little more forward thinking it would be really nice here. That's it. A little more forward thinking would be very nice here. I can concur with that. I think that's good. Good theme for a lot of things right now. <laughs> All right, good idea. let's get it. Let's let's, let's get it. We, we, so attendance, folks. Yeah, figure it out. We don't know. <laughs> Just whatever. Wait, that's our usual advice. It's like, yeah, here it is. Do what you want with it. We don't really know. It's okay. We're yeah. we're totally on brand. Absolutely. So speaking of not knowing things. I am going to, what you folks that listeners don't know, I'm gonna start throwing some um, links in the chat for Matt to see as we're zooming this because um, I asked him not to look into this because it's a a blind react. On the same day as the governor's executive order came out, August 26th, the um, Maine Principals Association Sports Medicine Panel recommended that fall sports be played at Maine high schools. And according to the uh, Bangor Daily News article that day, so, quote, playing high school fall sports, including football, received a unanimous vote of support Wednesday from the Sports Medicine Committee of the Maine Principals Association. That interscholastic football, soccer, field hockey, golf, volleyball, and cross-country seasons all proceed with uh, modifications established by the individual MPA sports committees to address safety issues related to the COVID-19 pandemic. So there have been a lot of discussions happening about what to do about sports, what to do about sports. No one knew, it kept being delayed, pushed back. And on August 26th, the sports medicine panel recommended, yep, go for it. All right, you with me so far, Matt? I'm with you so far. I'm reading this as we go and I'm, this is amazing. <laughs> okay. Oh, Here's the second uh, one. Oh, wait, right. is, that, is that the same one? Nope. You yeah, gave I, me I a... gave you the same one. Oh, you did, okay. Hold on here. Okay. Yep. The next article that I'm going to send your way comes from News Center, Maine. On what was the date on this one? August 27th, the very next day. And the t- the title of this one is: Maine Principals Association announced its final decision on the high school Fort's se- high school fall sports season. Quote. The Maine Principals Association voted unanimously to accept medical guidelines and will start to move forward with fall high school sports. Guidelines include encouraging players to keep mouth guards in at all times, more official timeouts so players can hydrate with their own water bottles, and coaches and players on the bench wearing masks. Now it says Burnham adds that local school boards and superintendents can make their own fall sports decision as they choose, and Camden Hills had announced the previous week that it will not play sports this fall. So the twenty sixth, the MPA sports panel says, "Yep, we think you can do it. Go for it." The twenty seventh, Maine Principals Association overall says, "Yep, we're going to go ahead with sports as usual." Your your reaction to this uh, so far? So far, so far, so good. I have a feeling I know where this is going. I'm still uh, amazed at some of the rule changes they're making for some of these. Um, Soccer is moderate risk. So they're gonna change some of the rules so you can't slide tackle. And players need to be spaced three to six feet apart on indirect and direct kicks and limiting people in the penalty box. And, oh my gosh. (laughs) How to organize the finish line at cross country meets to provide for physical distancing right like in the woods they're not like running right next to each other but at the finish line we're going to keep them separate they're, they're all going to congregate i mean i mean that that one i actually see is really easy you change cross country to be more time based yeah and so yes yeah staggered starts and that sort of thing staggered starts you base it on time that's how you can do the cross country make that effective and yep but let's just change some of the rules for the other ones and i like how they i like how they are justifying some of these rule changes with the with the football ones which isn't really a change it's it's really less than 10 minutes of close exposure in a game and since that's under the 15 minute rule uh football's good to go right i think that's fine right uh and in fact in that article uh athletic director at brewer high school david utterback talks about this and he says quote we need to understand that social and emotional aspect of what athletics mean to kids and even the connection to the school. The reality is there are a lot of kids that need that tied to the school to even get them to do schoolwork. This is very true. Yeah, 100% true. I've known, I've known students who, who busted their butts in the fall to play football and then didn't do a darn thing for the rest of the year. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Hit me with what's next. So, the, so there were a lot of there's been a lot of consternation and a lot of questions some some on both sides people saying yay hooray we're back there's actually a hashtag going around called hashtag let them play um Uh, to the kids play their sports yeah well september 1st rolled around oh wait let me do the math there that's only a couple days later yeah okay that was that was the following week oh boy and so coming out of Augusta, uh, this article is from the Portland Press Herald, actually from the Morning Sentinel, excuse me. Quote, state officials countered the main principals association plans for fall high school sports Tuesday in a strongly worded letter that also urged the organization to delay the season until safety guidelines can be reviewed further. The letter, signed by Commissioner of Education Pendermakin and Commissioner of the Department of Health and Human Services, Gene Lambrew, cited several instances in which the MPA failed to follow the state's COVID-19 safety guidelines while developing its plan for the return of sports. State officials also wrote that their concerns go beyond high school athletics because of the potential risk to communities. High school sports, they wrote, are unlike professional organizations such as the NBA or NHL, which resumed play this summer because they could operate in a bubble within host cities. So on Tuesday, August, the 26th, August 26th, the sports panel says, go for it. On, I'm sorry, Wednesday, the 26th, on Thursday, the 27th, the MPA says, we're going in, we're going to play, we might make some adjustments with soccer and, and with football, there can be, you know, no touching, I guess. I don't know what it is. I didn't really look at the guidelines for football. I still don't know how you can do blocking in physical distance. Um, Maybe they you get know, those big extend arm things where you have like what those pads you can hold and just push people back and forth. Oh, right. I mean, I, I have said this before. I did legitimately promote or push those inflatable dinosaur costumes for every kid in a school. So Done. Yeah, I do remember that. You know? Yep. So then on, on that Thursday, the MPA says we're coming out. So sometime over from that Friday all the way to the next Tuesday, which is September the 1st, the, the DOE and DHHS went, wait, what? <laughs> um, excuse me. <laughs> there's, there's a bit of a problem, there's a of problem here. Um, there's another quote. The quote, the letter also criticized the MPA for hastily voting to advance all full, all full sports August twenty seven before the state could review the guidelines. It is, I will say, a strongly worded letter. Did they get the uh, sternly uh, worded letter from uh, Senator Collins? She's good at she this, right? Well, she has concerns. Yes, that's right. She has concerns. Um, she, has, she has concerns. So that's September 1st. Now, hey, that's a couple of days ago. That was just a couple of days ago. And the sports season, I believe, was set to start next week or so. In a week or so, I officially begin like, practices, et cetera. Um, Oh yeah, here we go. Uh, PA previously announced official team practices can start September 8th with games beginning no sooner than September 18th and the first football games were slated to kick off September 25th. So given the amount of change and things that have happened in the last, say, in, 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 in four business days, in less than, a, less than a calendar week, do you think we're going to be playing sports? I... I'm just I'm... Now, honestly, now, now I just kind of want you to go. You've seen the, the gamut of what had happened. The decision had been delayed. They kicked the can. They kicked the can. They kicked the can, and then boom, we're gonna go. Boom, we're gonna go. Are you sure you want to go? I don't think you should go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say first of all, I thought when I left the state of Maine last spring that all of these. Yes. Wait. No, I shouldn't be applauding that one. yeah oh Oh, that wasn't me that's right I was I'm avoiding the nine-month winters that's right uh so I when I left all of these different organizations were working together uh NPA and the superintendents and the curriculum leaders and you know basically everybody was having meetings all the time trying to make sure everybody's on the same page and I believe they still are well, that's my question because if they still are, how did this happen? Here, here's here's what I wonder, because the MPA has two different fronts. It has the um, principles, uh, the educational side, and then there's the interscholastic side. Yep. So what I'm wondering is if all these conversations, I, I honestly I don't know. I'm not in the room. Um, I think there's a song in Hamilton about that. Um, I don't know what the conversations have been on that. I don't know who's been there. I don't know the advocacy that's happened. But I know a lot of the work that's been done over the course of the summer to get us ready for school has been focused on academics and physical health and safety in the buildings. Yep. I don't know the extent to which they've had those discussions in those rooms, in those meetings, in those, con- those things. We could probably find that out, but that would require us to do work beyond us sitting down together. And that's not going to happen. Right. So, I mean, you uh, can tweet at us if you know the answer. That would be that would be lovely. That would be very helpful. I'm reading some of the comments that are uh in the article. Oh no. In no oh, the in- ones that are not the ones below. Yeah, don't read the comments. <laughs> oh, I told you I'm addicted to them. I can't not look. <laughs> I can't not look now. I don't even want to like go there because I it's just it's just awful. Uh but there's there's a variety of opinions in there, I think. Some of the ones like uh I'm reading about A few districts, including Orno and Gardner, had already decided to play fall sports while some were most waited to see the state's review. And as you mentioned before, Camden Hills already opted out before that. And it says there is mixed reaction from school officials around the state. And yeah, I can easily see this how they they, one of the commenters uh, that's quoted says that it's uh, I believe a lot of it is very political. It's unfortunate that kids have to suffer because of adults playing political games. Now, I'm pretty positive in this case that uh, they are on opposite sides of what Governor Mills uh, decided because she is looking out for for the health of these kids, right? But as she said, it's not just about the kids. It's about all the people that are going to go to these games. And... Uh, uh, I've been to high school football games, and there's a lot of older people there because that is what they do on Friday nights. They go to, right. they go to games. So suddenly well, you've it's, got it's, it's an integral part of the community. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The tradition so, of being of, 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 of towns in Maine. Yeah, they're, they're really big events, and it gathers community together. And anytime we gather the community together, as uh, some people in Millinocket may have noticed, that it kind of spreads what's going on. Ouch. I know. It's every... Well, I'm 3,200 miles away, so that's okay. Come and get me. Come at me. Come at me, bro. (laughs) (laughs) So... Okay, Boomer. I think... Ouch. (laughs) So I really think it's, you know, as we're recording, it's early September. And game practices are supposed to start next week, but... It looks like no decision has quite been made yet. And uh, one of the other commenters uh, right below that says, I personally think we're out of time. My suggestion would be move to looking at a spring season. So at least we have a shot at something. If we start it and we screw it up, we're going to lose it. If we move to the spring, I think we've got a shot. I think that is super good advice right there. It's like you, you just scrap it. We don't know anything. And is it better just to start right now? with football games starting in a couple of weeks or is it, let's just see what happens after we start gathering these kids back together in school anyway and see if this, mm-hmm. if this spreads or not. Because my guess is you're going to have a few more cases when school starts and you'll probably find those out in about 10 to 14 days from now. And I think that's, that's where, where some folks are like, well, do we want to find that out? We've done a really good job in Maine of keeping things down because You've yep. been very diligent. Agreed. And this this state has done a very good job at that. So now we're spending all of this time, effort, and money to make our schools physically distant. We're creating brand new hybrid ways of learning for many schools. We're not allowing uh, many students to go into a full person, five days a week instruction because of the risk of contracting a disease and I find it to be a real mixed message to send to our communities to say, Hey, you can't be fully, you can't be fully in person. You can't have school per normal, but we could basically do sports as normal because sports are more important. That's kind of the feeling that I get from some folks. And that to me is disappointing, frustrating, angering sad scary hasn't it always been that way in many towns in maine that sports is everything and academics are eh, whatever you guys figure it out but i give me my football games give me my field hockey games give me my basketball games inside through the winter we've talked about that with um february break February break is the only reason why it's really there now. Reason why it can never change is because of basketball. Yep. It's become such an embedded part of our culture that even if do do we need those two spring breaks, some would say yes, others would say, Well, what are we gonna do about basketball? Mm-hmm. So is that I get so to what extent are we doing schools for school sake or is it just a an avenue to do sports? Well, I think for the Ten percent to twenty percent of our pop- student population who participate in them. As you did mention before, a lot of these events, especially the February basketball tournaments, are a thing that other people go to. Uh, that is a point of pride for Maine to have this giant tournament, and I'm I'm all for that. I love them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I've been to many. They're of great. Them. And there are some years I went to every single game. And. Yeah. They're fantastic, but you're also in the uh, pandemic situation, you're putting lives at risk. And is that worth it when we have other ways that we could potentially do things like our academics Uh, there, there's really no other way to play football in the fall, but the colleges aren't having football in the fall. They're starting stopping. They're they're pretty much all stopping. Uh, We talk about professionals and they're in a, quite a bit of a different situation because they can provide the bubbles if they need to, they get tested uh, literally every day uh, because they they have have billions of dollars because they have a lot of money and can do those things. You know, if we're just K-12 schools and trying to figure out when the colleges can't even fully figure it out, then I'm not sure what, if we are equating high school to professional athletes at all, in any way you can't compare the two no no you can't there's just it's a different situation and anybody who tries to follow the professional model in a k-12 environment is just silly it's uh, it is we we we, yeah so that's where we're at with sports in maine folks unknown at this point i can't wait to see what actually happens still unknown um (laughs) if so we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, at this point, I think they're still all in negotiation and trying to figure out what is next, because uh, as we are recording this, it is September the 3rd, and I haven't heard any new news yet. It are probably be one of those Friday afternoon dumps. Yeah, a lot happens on Friday afternoons <laughs> these days, doesn't it? It really does. <laughs> so if, if you know about those details that are, you know, in the room, and you know, no one knows what happens in the room. Um, if you have those, just tweet at us, let us know on Facebook or Twitter, Twitter at main educate at main ed matters or on Facebook, main education matters. Oh, facebook.com slash main education matters, man. I'm out of practice. (laughs) What, what is it with these two person pods anyway? (laughs) Well, I'm glad I came back to talk about uh, things I don't know about. I felt very, (laughs) very back in the, the game right there. Very much on brand. Very much so. (laughs) Okay, all right. That's that's it for us, I guess. I got nothing else to say to you. Sounds good. Other than we'll see you next time. Oh, I am. I certainly am. All right. Bye.